0: Living by the faith it is the speaking that's where the power is why Titus 1 verse 3 take that scripture underline it mark it it's such an important scripture God said basically this is how it's gonna be I have ordained it this way that through preaching I will manifest my word until my word is declared and spoken when it is declared and it's spoken I have ordained that I will manifest it and I'll give it to you as your experience and that is part of what Jesus' high priest apostolic ministry is about. Watching over that word. Being the high priest and apostle of our profession. Hebrews 3 verse 1. That is what it talks about when he says the government is on, is on his shoulder. That's what it's talk about when, when, when it says in Jeremiah chapter 1. You have well seen. Now God will hasten his word to perform it. Amen. Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And of course, we could talk about, about Job 22, 28, and you know, decree that shall be established unto you, and, and, um, and so on. But here's a wonderful verse Proverbs chapter 8. And I'm just talking about speaking. Say speaking. Again, again. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 7 and 8. My mouth shall speak truth. Say truth. truth. Now, how often do you think you ought to speak truth? All the time. You think so? Yeah. Are you sure? Okay, (laughs) right? Well, in fact, you know, you're you're very scriptural, baby. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and verse 15 that you can grow up into the head, even Christ. How do you grow up? By speaking the truth in love. Now you get lots of temptation when the environment and people and pressures are trying to, when they're trying to dictate to you what you ought to say and their voice is loud and you begin to become an echo of what the environment what it feels like when you become an echo of those things and then you begin to declare it and you decree it even if it just comes in the lower level of more murmuring and complaining what are you doing you're cooperating with the kingdom of darkness and you are disengaging or disconnecting yourself From the life of Christ and from the truth of God's word. So you are no longer embracing the cross. But you're literally being an enemy of the cross. An enemy of what he has done. Say I don't like that. So we don't want to do that. So what do we do? We speak the truth. My mouth shall speak truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in what? Righteousness. Say righteousness Isaiah chapter 45 and verse 23 says and again this is what God has ordered it to be I have sworn by myself the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness that place of oneness with God that place of, of, of standing before God without condemnation and guilt and shame my mouth has gone out The word has gone out to mouth in righteousness from that place of the sacrifice. It's where you're speaking from. And shall not return that unto me every, say every, every knee shall bow and every tongue and every tongue shall swear. You know what that's basically saying? God is saying that listen to what I have already said. And whatever God says becomes law. Is that right? So God is literally saying, I have already spoken out there into all of the universe, into everything that is visible, invisible. Heaven, I've spoken to it all. All of creation, all the works of my hands, and I've proclaimed that when the Word goes forth in righteousness, in oneness with me, every knee bows every tongue confesses that's why God wants you to have that voice of righteousness not the echo of the environment not the echo of the discomfort not the echo of what some of somebody else's intimidation or manipulation are you with me because God says this is how it works so this is how it works this is how you do it Anyway. glory to God blessed be the name of the Lord all right glory to God hallelujah so let's exercise you want to exercise let's exercise just a little bit you could remain you want to sit no stand let's do it let's do this let's do this like we mean it son come on do this with me we're gonna exercise we are gonna exercise in the sacrifice we're gonna exercise in the new man Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Say this with me. I am the perfect result of Jesus' perfect sacrifice. I am God's workmanship. I am the recipient of everything Jesus accomplished in his death. I have everything that Jesus was raised to In his resurrection and ascension. Right now. Right now. I am the righteousness of God. I am righteous. I am justified. As if sin has never been. I am sanctified. Made holy. Separated unto God. I am redeemed. I am the blessed. Of the Lord I am healed I am made rich I am accepted I'm favored highly favored I am in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God is in me the life of Christ is in me it's my life the promises of God they belong to me abundance of grace grace. is mine mine. I am seated seated. at the Father's right hand hand. in Christ Christ. I live in a place place. it's a beautiful place it's a place place called rest, where I'm yoked together with Christ oh and I learn of him he is meek he's lowly in heart this is where I live in Christ Amen. at the Father's right hand. I speak from here. This is where it's finished. This is where it's done. The works of God are done from the foundation of the world. And everything that is done is finished. The life of Christ, the throne of God, this is where I operate from. I am triumphant over the devil and over all his works I am righteous in my conscience before God I am holy blameless and with no record or memory of sin he finds no fault in me oh I am anointed he has anointed me he has empowered me I'm victorious. I'm victorious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! All right, let's have a seat. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed Hallelujah. Oh, rabakato kusolenda mbonde ngara mano kutebelaba ya. Yes, shekena manano kuni inga ndeni muna makata namakatabalando ndo ndo. Oh, rebere Bekuta Bakataka. Eh, Namanase, Nima Nomono Kuta Belena Turia, Yelena Namatu Kadabaya. Ha 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 Ha, Hoshena Mama. Eh, Debeku Rebena Nigandaya. Praise your Lord. Praise your Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So, what we are to do is that we are to literally go to the sacrifice of Christ. Find out what is done, what is finished, whether it be in crucifixion, ascension, shed blood, his life, his name, promises, find out what is done. And then take those truths, put it in your mouth, and begin to speak them. It says in Philemon that the communication of your faith becomes effective. It works when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you in Christ. What you just did a few minutes ago, you do that over and over again, and what will happen? God will watch over that and cause it to become, right now it might be a seed, it could become a tree of righteousness. And then it's going to bear fruit. And others can come and even taste of that fruit. Others can come and even shelter on any of the branches. But it must grow up. But how does it grow up? It grows up by you speaking, by you declaring, by you meditating. So you've got to acknowledge these things that are in you in Christ. Now, um, as I said, there is... For two somewhat messages there on the sacrifice of Christ, go check it out YouTube and study them out. We can't go through it now, but let me just give you a little snapshot of a couple of things. Crucifixion. The issue of crucifixion is part of the renewing of the mind. We sometimes tend to jump to Romans chapter twelve verse two: "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might know and prove what is God good, perfect, and acceptable will." And of course, that's a wonderful scripture. But, but the verse that comes before it says, I beseech you therefore by the mercies of God that you present your body, what? A living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God which is a reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you could prove what God, good, perfect, and acceptable will. But the renewing of the mind actually begins and the issue of, of crucifixion is part of it. Amen. It is an integral part of it. For that reason it says in um, Ephesians 4 verse 23 that you need the whole spirit of your mind renewed. Strip off the old man and put on the new man. Now, when you study crucifixion, out and this is just a little, okay, a little, (laughs) just a little. What are you crucified to? Number one, the old man is dead, buried, and, and, and no longer exists in your life. And you see, first of all, let me say this: when you start examining the, the sacrifice of Christ, and you start examining whether it be the name or this part or that part, to the natural mind it will not make sense. It will be foolishness, amen. It won't make sense because it's not logical sometimes, and it doesn't. But hey, it's not about logic. <laughs> but, but if you wanted to help, just to help your head a little bit, right, so that you can not fight it and receive it. Understand that where you're you're speaking from is it's like you are coming into your spirit man, that new man, that hidden man of the heart that is created in righteousness and true holiness, that has the very nature of God and the nature of Christ and so on. And you are looking inside of him and you are speaking from inside him. And inside him, him, what do we see? There is no old man. Romans 6 verse 6 says he's been crucified. Inside him, we see there is no sin nature. Inside him, we see that, that um, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the world is not in there. Amen? So we see that he's crucified, the old man is crucified, the old, crucified to the old nature, crucified to the world, dead to the law and its claims, dead to self and self. There is no selfishness within that born-again spirit. He has the nature of God. He delights in the law of God. He, is, he lives his life not for his own will, but for the will of God. Amen? And, and all of this, this is who you really are. And God wants you to acknowledge that. And when you begin to acknowledge it, God says, okay, I hear that. Now, I'm going to perform that. Now, I'm going to make that your experience. I mean, you're proclaiming you're free from guilt, free from condemnation, free from shame. I'm the righteousness of God, and you keep on declaring that. You keep declaring that, that, that I'm not affected by, by 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 the opinions of others. I'm not. I'm dead. I'm dead to this, that. When you keep declaring it, eventually it grows up. It becomes a tree, and it becomes performed in your life. But where do you start? You start saying it. You start saying it before it's manifested. You got the, the way faith works is that you got you gotta speak. You gotta declare you got it before you have it. Because the truth of the matter is, you do have it in your spirit. So you declare it as it is in your spirit, you call it as it is in your spirit, and then in due time, it will become the way on the outside. That's how you work on your salvation. So there's about six or so different areas um, where, where crucifixion is applicable. All right? Now the other part of this, and I, 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 gotta, I gotta get a few other things here. You know I mean for one other time? <clears throat> Just go, go, go! Just go hunt it (laughs) down. But let me just get—I need to get a few things in here. Again, when we're talking about about crucifixion, there is a crucifixion aspect, right? You're dead to this, dead to the other. But there is this other aspect. What Jesus did in His body on that cross—what did He do? He was made sin, right? He took the sin nature. You are made righteous. He took every sickness, every disease that could try to attach itself to you. He took it all in his own body. By his blood, your life has been ransomed and paid for. On that cross, he became the curse. That you might be redeemed from the curse of the law. He became poor that you through his poverty might be made rich. He was rejected so that you might... It's as if he became the very essence of rejection, if you want to look at it that way. So that what? You are accepted. Made sick and diseased, you heal. He died. Now you live by his resurrection. So when you embrace the cross, what are you doing? You are embracing the crucifixion. Your mind has been renewed. And and, and, um, then the Bible says, here's a very important action verse. Romans 6 verse 11. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. In other words, you do the calculation. Alright? You do the accounting. And you reckon that whatever it is he did, that it is so. Reckon yourself to be whatever it is indeed, and alive unto God. Whether you're dealing with sin, sickness, or... Reckon that it is so. Declare that it is so. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So there is a death, there is a burial. Burial, one of the things about burial that is quite interesting is, is not only the old man, but it is the issue of history. 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 Your spirit man don't have any record of, of, of the old life and, and, and anything outside of him. He don't have a record of that. I, I tell you what though, he does have one memory. He has a memory. <laughs> I didn't forget. He has a memory. Of what it was from the foundation of the world. He has a memory of what it is to stand before God and, and, and so on. Anyway, I can't go go there. I shouldn't be going there. Sorry. Okay, resurrection and ascension. By virtue anyway, this delete by the virtue by the virtue of the sacrifice of Christ. You are a new creation in Christ, all things have passed away, all things have become new, all things are of God. There is no trace of anything from your human. This is so important. The part of what the body of Christ, what Jesus did in his body, was to put an end to the claims of humanity on you. It's like he took you out of humanity and put you into deity, took you out of the natural. And put you in God and so what is happening now is therefore now the voices and, 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 and the, the things that want to dictate to us from humanity we are not to allow them that they, they, they no longer have that authority you can say to the things whether it is that, that um, uh, um, you know this is my historical background this is this is um, this is, this is what runs in my family. This is my genes. Whatever the case. You can say to all of those things, you have no claim on me. Because the sacrifice of Christ and what Jesus did in his body put an end to those things. Amen? I, I, I want to just make, a, make a, a, a little switch here just for a moment. Jesus, when he hung up on the cross and he became a, a, a curse... Of, that includes you to chapter 28 from about verse 15 it describes the details of what a curse is about right but there's some other aspects to the curse as well in Exodus chapter 20 now I, I, and, I, and I say this hopefully with the love of God and with the grace of God not to cause any offense but rather to put its fruit out there and, and in the process take away The armor and the deception in which the enemy is trusting. That he could keep people in a place of blindness and ignorance so that he could take advantage of them. Alright? It is for that purpose. In Exodus chapter 20, just reading a few verses, verse 3, it says, "Um, You shall have no other gods before me, and you shall not make unto thee a graven image or or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the the water under the earth. You shall not bow down yourself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations, unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Visiting, visiting to the third and fourth generation to them that hate me. Let me ask you something. Is there anybody here that hates God? Do you hate God? Well then, I, I hope that disqualifies you. Then, all right, all right, okay. this just checking. All right, Exodus chapter. Okay, you could go study some more of it out. Okay, but for the sake of time, Exodus thirty-four, verse six and seven. And the Lord passed by him. And proclaim the Lord, the Lord of merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abundant, abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and will by no means thank you, and by and will by no means clear the guilty. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children, etc. etc. And by will in no means clear the guilty is that in your Bible God says by no means will I clear the guilty My cover it with some animal blood but I will no means clear the guilty well listen listen to what God did what God did was he just simply got rid, He didn't clean at nothing or clear anything he just got rid of that old man he just got rid of it all and what he has done is recreated you. He has recreated you. Hold that thought, okay? All right. Exodus chapter 18. No, not Exodus, Ezekiel chapter 18. What am I addressing? I'm addressing the issue of generational curse. Now, let us not misunderstand that, yes. This might run in a family, that might run in a family. Some addiction, some bondage, some abuse, whatever the case is. And there might be a weakness in a particular area. But you see, we must get a hold of the word of God and stand against it. We must not say, oh, well this happened to my mother and my grandmother. And they other." no, 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 no. First, uh, this is my father, my father, fathers. Hey, 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 God don't have any grandchildren. Are you with me? In the spirit, in the spirit, you have got a you are you have a brand new bloodline, and you've got to claim that. Do you, you claim that the same way you do in all the areas? You've got to claim that this cursed stuff ends with the blood of Christ. All right, let me I, let me, I need to go a little bit further before I say a few more things. Exodus chapter eighteen, come back, read this out, read um, out, but verse twelve. What mean ye that you use this proverb? God says, what do you mean by using this proverb concerning the lands of Israel? The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set an edge. As I live, says the Lord, and I'm reading Amplified, you, you shall not have occasion anymore, say anymore, anymore, to use this proverb in Israel. There's Ezekiel chapter 18 and I'm now in verse 2. What do you mean by using this proverb concerning the land of Israel? The children have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. The fathers eat sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord, as I live, you shall not have occasion anymore to use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all the souls are mine as the soul of the father, so also the soul of the son is mine. The soul that sinneth. It shall die. Now God says, I don't want to hear this anymore. Oh, but the fathers did this, and now the children got to pay for it. God says, I don't want to hear that anymore. And I'll tell you why God, and I'll tell you why. Remember, again, go back, check it out. But in, 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 in um, John chapter 19, the Bible says, Jesus, on the cross, on the cross, halabakasatama, on the cross, Jesus said, John chapter 19, thank you, Holy Spirit of God. All right, I'm reading for a Bible verse. Okay, verse 27. And he said unto the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her into his house. Talking about Mary and John. And after this, Jesus, knowing, knowing that all were now accomplished. Uh-huh, okay. I'll take care of John. You take care of Mary over there. Everything else is in order. This man is on the cross. Man, what control. How awesome. And knowing that all were accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said. That the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I thirst. Now there was a set of vessel full of what? Vinegar. And they filled a sponge with vinegar, which by the way is sour. Is what? Is sour grapes. Father's eaten sour grapes. Children teeth are set on edge. And they will set a, a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it up on his and put it to his mouth. Now, did Jesus receive it? Yes, he did. Sorry, I didn't wasn't a trick question. <laughs> it was just to get your attention. <laughs> now there was, okay, skip that. Verse 30. When Jesus therefore had received, he receive the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. When did he bow his head and he give up the ghost? He checked everything out. John, hey, take care of Mary, take care of my mom for me, and whatever else, okay. Peter, remember I told you about that, you're going to deny me three times? Okay, we, we got that dealt with, it, okay. What else is there? Oh, oh, one other thing. Observing that everything was accomplished is like one more thing. And he said, I thirst. They gave him the sour grapes, and he took it. After he took it and received it, he said, it's finished. Every curse, everything that came into the human race, as a result of Adam's fall, I fixed it. Now of course there was a prophetic element, he still had to go to hell, etc. But he says it's finished, and he said that immediately after. Why is that? Because when he did that, it was symbolic of him taking all of that, what we call generational curse. This is not to say it doesn't happen. It doesn't say that these things don't exist. But it's saying, let's take the truth of the word of God. And let the confidence come from that truth and dethrone what the enemy is trying to do. Amen? Alright. So let's go back here to Ezekiel 18. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Alright, let's pick it up. Where were we? Okay. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Okay, verse verse five. But if a man, if a man is uncompromisingly righteous, upright, and in right standing with God, and does what is lawful and right, and has not eaten um, at the idols, and and, and and has or upon the mountains, nor lifted up his eyes to the idols of the house of Israel, and has not defiled his neighbor's wife, or come near to a woman in her time of impurity, and has not wronged anyone, but has restored to the debtor his pledge, etc., 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 etc.